to Get Hired in Cybersecurity with your host, Io Adiojo. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to Getting Hired in Cybersecurity. Today we have a special guest, Stuart, governance, risk compliance analyst, military veteran, as well as creator of Tech Set Scott, where he helps others looking to get into cybersecurity. Stuart, glad to have you here. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you very much for having me. Excellent, excellent. So I guess to get started, um, and I definitely read a, a bit of your bio today. Um, can you tell us a bit about yourself and your background? Yeah, certainly. So um, I started off in the British Army when I was 16. I spent nine years in the Army, uh, went to um, various places, started off in Kosovo, went to Northern Ireland, uh, Kuwait and Iraq. And um, since I left the Army, I've had a number of jobs uh, doing satellite and aerial installations. I've been a clown. I was a fire performer. Um, and for the last five years, I've been a physical security uh, answer and dormant in Edinburgh City Centre. Excellent, excellent. And I guess, uh, how was your transition and I guess the story from your transition to physical security and, and cyber security? Okay, so um, it, it wasn't easy. It's, um, obviously, I've got a lot of experience working with people, um, but very little experience working in tech, so um, and, and none in cybersecurity. So when I was applying, even though I'd got got certifications, uh, companies just wouldn't hire me because I had no experience. Uh, I even got some really good feedback from from companies. They were saying it, it would be a joy to work with, and that. Um, the effort that I put into some of the tasks was astonishing. Um, so I was putting in the effort, but they still wouldn't hire me. So I set up my own consultancy in cybersecurity, offering um, help to small businesses to help them get improve their own cybersecurity and get them through uh, certification in Cyber Essentials, which is a security framework here in the UK. Excellent, excellent, Stuart. And, and that definitely is, a, is an amazing pathway um, you know, a lot of people feel stuck and, you know, there's that uh, chicken or the egg thing with uh, experience, but needing experience to get experience and great initiative, uh, great drive on your end from starting your consultancy and getting that experience by any means necessary. Uh, it, it's, it's quite noble and, and it's, it's beautiful to see, I must say. Um, so... After you did, uh, you started your um, personal consulting. I guess one question viewers might have is, how did you uh, leverage that to, to get a, a you know a, a full time role or at a company? Yeah, certainly. So it's companies want to see that you're a problem solver. How do you go about getting over that hump that you you or the wall that you uh, you've reached and for myself, I set up this consultancy and I wanted to prove to future employers or hiring managers that I could do it. So I actually helped some of these companies get through these certifications. I, I worked really hard. I, set, um, I went through the Cyber Essentials framework, drew out all of the requirements from that, made a gap analysis of it. I'd also written up a nine-page document on how businesses or small businesses can improve their own security security profile, and taking the executives of these small companies 
through that document, through the gap analysis, and helping them in implement things that um, they, the, the controls that they didn't have that would enable, enable them to get to the requirements. And then use the, the, the knowledge and experience I had from that in the job interviews to explain to the hiring managers what I'd done, how I'd done it, and they absolutely loved it. Excellent, excellent answer, Stuart. And uh, I think a lot of the listeners today are, are, may, may be stuck. Some may be stuck in terms of you know, getting certifications, but you know, wondering how they can get experience. And it, it really can, can start with helping others. Um, and one thing that I, uh, if I didn't have any internships, and, and, and this is quite a brute force way, but I'll be offering, you know, I know you charged. If I was just starting out and, you know, I was a college student or, or younger, even just for free on the side, just to get some recommendations and just to get some experience uh, of just helping small businesses, uh, because it's not like they have the largest budget for cybersecurity in the world, like a, a lot of these bigger giants do. And they can use all the help they can get. So this is a great, go ahead. If you can afford to do it uh, on a voluntary basis, certainly do it. Um, my very first, uh, the first piece of advice I gave out was was completely free. And then the uh, the first certification I did, I did it on a voluntary status. The next day, the CEO of that company contacted me and said, are you up? Are you busy? I need your help. And I worked with him solidly on that day to take an American company uh, or prepare an American company for FFIC, which is a certification I've never even heard of. <laughs> so I learned the requirements of the uh, of the FFIC framework in a couple of hours, assessed what he'd already done, which was a gap analysis, which was amazing, but he didn't have anything to point it to. So I then set about writing an information security policy for the company, uh, set up a template for the the rest of the policies and together with uh, three people from that company we um, went about and set 12 policies in one day put that together with a gap analysis and then sent it off to the client and they were extremely happy we got paid wow wow that's, that's an amazing story <laughs> amazing to hear uh, you, you really did um, find your hack your way to, to into cybersecurity, so to speak because um, Absolutely. You know, you, you you didn't. We didn't wait around. Uh, you you said, okay, if, if 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 I don't have experience and you want experience, okay, I'll go get experience myself. Watch me do it, and, and you really proved your point there. I'm I'm really happy to see this. Um, Thank you very can much. you talk more about uh, GRC? And for any um, of our listeners that don't really know what GRC is, I think th this would be a great way to explain how the role is and maybe they might be interested in uh, governance risk and compliance. Yeah, sure. So GRC is, um, it's, it's what all the, the laws and the standards and the controls and everything that we implement at a business level, they've been requirements of us from different laws or standards like the ISO 27001, um, PCI DSS, these uh, bodies have been charged by governments or um, industries as a whole to standardize the requirements of the, of the companies to make it easier for them to implement these controls. And that's all governance risk and compliance is. It's working out a way or complying with these requirements that's, uh, that have been set over us by governments and industries excellent excellent yeah so um it, it definitely is a, is a great pathway and um 
I'm assuming it's, it's not as technical uh, as being a penetration tester or um, really, really getting into that network level. And I think a lot of our listeners say, uh, have this idea that uh, working cybersecurity, you know, you have to be in a hoodie uh, typing uh, assembly language or a very low level programming to, to hack into systems. But yeah, go ahead. So this is one of the reasons why that I, I chose it. When I originally wanted to be in cybersecurity, I wanted to be a penetration tester. I wanted to learn how to hack. I thought it was really cool. Um, and I thought if I could get paid to do it, even better. Um, but when I started going through my education and then my certifications, I, I started to learn exactly what was required for the job. And it is extremely technical and it does take a long time to learn. Now, I didn't want to wait around for three or four years to get that, that knowledge and experience while I was still working for uh, physical security. It's that's 48 hours a week that I was working that wasn't helping me get towards my goal. So I thought, you know what, let's look at another route in. What other jobs can I do? What can I learn? And I, I, when I was going through my security plus, I learned about GRC and um, I could, I had knowledge of pre, uh, previously from GRC and because I worked in the military, I was in administration side in the military. Uh, I was writing policies almost at, almost daily in the military. Um, and in my role as a security officer, one of the jobs I had was a uh, CCTV control room supervisor. And to do that in a public space, you have to have a license to get that license. You have to know about the laws and regulations to cover it. One of those laws is the, is the UK Data Protection Act. And um, I'd been working with that, and that is a security framework. So I could have, I had that little bit of knowledge and experience of that to, to fall back on. And it was just a case of how can I use that experience and knowledge to further gain knowledge that will actually help me in tech. And that's what I did. That's what I started to learn. Excellent. Excellent. Great to hear, Stuart. And, uh, you know, it, it's really great to hear that instead of you really uh, going the route that, that would be really hard getting into pen testing. I mean, mm. to put it into perspective, you know, I, I work in cybersecurity and it would still take me a long time to get into pen testing, probably just the same as a beginner. No, you know, knowing how uh, unique these different specialties are, uh, it's yeah. not something you just pivot into. Like you really, sometimes some of them are, have been programmers for a very long time, have a background mm -hmm. in software development, so they they even just leverage their experience to get into pen testing. So uh, yeah. it's great that you outlined that. You know, you 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 you've identified some transferable skills, and that's something that uh, some of our listeners. Um, might not understand is that if you've worked in uh, education, uh, sales, customer service, a lot of those are transferable into cybersecurity. There are many aspects of it. Um, communication is a big thing that I see in my role. My role is quite technical, but um, more than I'll say 50% of my role is, is solid communication with team members. Uh, I, I, I like to use this analogy. It's almost like uh, Wall Street on the trading floor. They're yelling, they're yelling out numbers. That's kind of how it feels in like a saw, uh, security operations center because that's what's happening. Like, did you? Do we get these logs? Do we investigate it? Okay, do we send this to the client? Okay, we need this deck to be. The, we need these to, to, to be submitted. 
uh, next week, right? There's a lot of moving parts and communication is the bread and butter of that. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, so. so in my current role at the moment, I am uh, working in an enterprise environment where there are uh, 17,000 employees and we provide services uh, in cloud ERP um, to, I, th- I believe it's uh, over 70,000 business customers. So it's a, a big thing. And uh, I'm working on, or I'm in control of around about uh, 50 policies and each one of those policies has got a different expert or people that I need to speak to. So it's like a massive spider web. So you, you need to have the communication skills and the written and oral ability to, to work in this situation. Yeah, well said, well said. There's many stakeholders in, in, I like to say this as well, like no role in cybersecurity is, is can just be survived off of the knowledge of that one role. Um, you know, even as deep as you go, uh, the, the pen tester might have to talk to someone that's a specialist in a particular system somewhere else. Um, you know, it's never just a, a one-man team. And even the bad guys, even the, the advanced persistent threat groups, they're teams. They're, they're a team of they're a team of people that all have their specialties. It's it's rarely one person um, causing all this significant damage. It's a wide array, uh, a spiderweb, like you say, of, of people coming together for one goal of causing that ransomware attack. So uh, it's great to see it on our side as well. Um, I guess, uh, can you talk more about uh, how you came about um, identifying the skills you can tra- uh, you can transfer to this role? Um, I feel a lot of our listeners might be stuck Um with that part and really believe they have to go a certain route, but how did you come to that realization? It, it was really a case of just looking back at the stuff that I'd done in my history and um, trying to pick out areas where I can actually add value. It's, 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 it's not necessarily um, the this learning new skills or um, drawing on loads of experience and stuff where can you add value to a business that is the key to getting yourself a job you need to be more valuable than the other applicants and for me it was being able to draw on the um my experience of writing policies and understanding a little bit about security framework so i had five years experience in physical security um in the, uh, the corporate environment and entertainment, but I'd not actually done anything in uh, in tech. So I tried to think about ways that I could draw on those experiences and just provide as much value as possible. And to me, it was doing policies and learning about uh, this uh, cybersecurity gave me great deal of information that I could use with those policies to just improve my own security knowledge and try and think about how can I improve the knowledge of the end user. So it's you're, you're not trying to write policies and stuff for other cyber security in uh, personnel and experts because they kind of know what they're doing. You're trying to write these policies so the end user, the accountants, the human resources people, they know how to work properly and effectively in security. That's what my job's about. Excellent, excellent. And, and you know, uh, one thing I believe uh, 
that people may not understand is is how uh, people are part of information technology systems. Um, you know, we're part of it, and it's it's a huge uh, attack vector that adversaries use to to exploit vulnerabilities within companies, phishing attacks, and working with people uh, and creating policies that others can understand. Uh, doesn't have to be super technical because only a few of us could know <laughs> those ten- that technical jargon. Um, it is invaluable to companies right now, um, creating procedures, making sure standards are in place so that the entire organization can be protected and that responsibility doesn't fall on a select few people in the security department. Exactly. Which is... Uh, yeah, security is everybody's responsibility. Exactly, exactly. Well, well said. Um, and, you know, adding value in that way d- does not mean you have to be the most technical person to, to push that value that, again, like you said, security is everyone's responsibility. Um, one thing I want Absolutely. So go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. So uh, teachers would make an amazing security awareness uh, professionals um, and advocates. If you are looking to move from any, any sort of instructing role, maybe look towards security awareness side of things as well, because companies are always looking for people to stand in front of a group and teach them about how, how they can improve their own security. Great example. Great example. And, and, you know, there, I actually spoke with a, a teacher yesterday, uh, with a coincidence that, that was interested in getting into cybersecurity. And I really explained this, the, expressed the same sentiment of security awareness training and the fact that, you know, she does not need to go into pen testing. Uh, if she has the ability to explain what two plus two is to a one-year-old, um, sorry, um, a great, uh, someone in grade, you know, one to five. Um, then she does have the ability to explain these uh, complex cybersecurity policies to, to adults as well. Um, it's, it's exactly. That, that's the thing. They really don't need to be complex. Mm-hmm. Explain them as if you're talking to uh, a seventh grade, a year seven. Yeah. It's, that's who, the sort of level you're in. Because if you're in a global company, a lot of the people that you're working with are not going to have English as their first language. So they need to, you need to, really draw back on the technical words and the jargon and, and make it simple. And that's the target audience. Very true. Very true. That, that, that's really a, a bigger discussion to be had that the real battle <laughs> in cybersecurity is not patching these exploits every Tuesday, uh, but it's really uh, reaching that wider audience and, and getting everybody mm-hmm. on board and enrolled in the fact that cybersecurity is everyone's responsibility. Um, Hopefully that that develops, but this this is a huge discussion uh, to be had uh, at the higher levels. Um, And I definitely do agree with these large organizations, with many vendors. And, you know, you have when you get to medium to, you know, large size organizations, you you have multiple vendors and there's third party risk everywhere. So we can't keep that all covered by a small group of people in the security team, making sure everything's on point because it's just too much to manage. And, you know, there has to be some self-accountability and, and standards that, you know, we put on ourselves to ensure that, you know, we work in a secure and protected way for our company. So what well, well said, um, I wanted to touch upon uh, something I read in your um, career path uh, article of the, the concept of this ladder. Uh, can you explain that uh, a little bit more to our listeners? Yeah, so... Um to me, getting into cyber was like 
getting over a brick wall. Um, there's this obstacle in front of you and you need to try and get over it somehow. What's the easiest way to get over a wall if it's quite a tall wall? Use a ladder. Um, add rungs to your ladder by learning the different skills and, and uh, steps and technical things that you need to know. Every time you, you learn a new skill, that's adding a new rung, your ladder gets bigger and bigger. And it, the higher your ladder is, the easier it's going to get going to be to climb up. Excellent, excellent. And and I I, I do feel like um, sometimes we believe we have to already be at that top rung at the very top and have all those skills. Uh, but it, it's a day by day process. Um, you have to see what's next. Uh, I made a post about this the other day that my first that the, my first rung on the ladder wasn't even a cybersecurity job. My yeah, my first rung was okay. Let's find a way to stop washing these cars, stop serving this food, and just be in an office and work on a computer. Yep, yeah. I totally agree. So um, I, I I wrote something that's not been published yet. Um, the for, for me the people who are going to be the future cyber experts and the people that are going to be securing businesses they're not currently sitting in cyber jobs the they are chefs they are security guards they are teachers they are not in cyber security we need to increase security budgets open up the doors bring in proper entry-level people with some skill but no experience give them that experience, train them up internally. They are the ones that are going to be helping us in the future. I, I totally agree. Um, the, these, uh, I was in a cybersecurity program and th th there's not many of us that literally have a cybersecurity background um, in general. You know, it's unfortunately, it's quite a small industry. It feels very small. Um, I don't know how it feels in, in, uh, in where you are. Um, but it's, it's, it's a really small industry. You feel like, you know, everybody or you're running to everybody one way or the other. Um, you know, yeah. if not this year, the it's, next year. It is quite small. <laughs> yeah. I think there's 3.1 million empty cybersecurity jobs at the moment. It's, that's unbelievable, but they're, they're not at the entry level. They are higher. They're, they're sort of second and third level positions, but th that is a good, uh, advantage for the people looking for an entry level job because the people that are going to be moving into those jobs are going to be doing so quickly because there's a requirement that to happen. When they move on, entry-level positions are going to open up. Yeah, yeah, very true. There's, there's a lot of movement in. Uh, I, I wish aspiring cybersecurity professionals knew how much opportunity there is. Now, it is, it is a wall, like you said, but it really isn't. It's a wall you could really work to get over in a structured yeah, it's way. it's not insurmountable. Exactly. Well said. It's, it's not, you know, you, you'll put a rung on the ladder. Like if you if you put a solid rung, whether it's, whether it's a certification, a new skill set, it, it will help you in the future. Um, yeah, it, it will definitely help you get to where you're going. Um, I also wanted to, I guess, talk, you said you were in a group. Um, was it uh, called Tech Vets? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, can you, uh, can I speak more about that? Yeah, certainly. So TechVets is a uh, group in, over in the UK. It's um, There are similar things over in the US as well. Um, it's for 
military veterans or people who are leaving the military, or there are even actually some people who are still in the military and looking to train. And um, they link with different companies to, uh, to be able to train people that are leaving the military up into tech, um, particularly cybersecurity, it's, it's, a, it's a big one. Um, they're working with various different companies. They've got a program with uh, AWS. They've got a program with Fortinet. There's um, there's a SANS training program there for uh, the. It's I think it's one a month. One one person gets a, a, a free training through SANS a month. There's there's loads of different training uh, possibilities with them. They'll even put you through your A plus, your network plus, and your uh, security plus as well. Um, a lot of times you still have to pay for your exams, but all the, the courses and the training are free um, for, for, most, for the most part. Excellent. For the bigger programs, Fortinet and AWS, I believe the certificates are all, all, all paid for. Awesome. Uh, so I joined. Um, I'd already paid for the Security Plus at that point, even though I was still going through the training of it. Um, I had, I wasn't looking to uh, to go into penetration testing or anything like that. at that point. I, I'd already decided to change into GRC. They didn't have much for GRC, but they pointed me in the right direction for it. So it was a great source of advice for me. Um, and I'm very, very grateful for them. And I would recommend anyone that is a veteran in the UK, if you're looking to break into cyber, join TechBets. It's free and you'll get loads of information out of it. Perfect. Perfect to hear. Um, I also wanted to touch on your um, website, TechSecScott, um, and how, how that came about. Um, I see that you transitioned into really being a... Um, you know, a great creator in the industry. And uh, I know a lot of people are reaching out to you. So how did that come about? Yeah. So when I, um, I decided that I was going to go and, and hit cybersecurity full time and, uh, throw, dedicate myself to it. I decided at that point, well, this was after getting rejected in lots of interviews because I didn't have that experience. I was, I'd set up a, uh, consultancy to, um, to get this experience. When I had successfully used the experience I gained from doing that cyber work to get myself a full-time job, I had the offer. I then had three weeks to um, uh, to do whatever I wanted before starting the new role. I only signed up for this website a few months before. I paid five years hosting on it. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to turn it into something that's going to be helping helping other people. So I took off all of the, the sales stuff on it um, and turned it into a, a resource for lots of information on how you can get yourself a role in cyber. So there's information on uh, cyber career paths. There's information on different training routes you can take. There's a page dedicated to telling you how, how you can boost your profile, things that you can do to make yourself stand out to, um, to hiring managers and hiring managers and employers. Um, I've added a, a cyber book club on there at the moment. That's um, it's very, very small. There's a, there's, it's not really a community yet, but I'm hoping to build it into that. Uh, where I'm sharing great cyber books, uh, things like uh, Gerald Olger's Breaking uh, Cybersecurity Career Master Plan. Um, there's, there's loads of different stuff on there. Um, I've been helping people with CV reviews. I've been sending out um, 
the documents I created for Cyber Essentials to try and help people set up their own consultancies if, they, if that is a route they wanted to go down. Um, yeah, I've been doing absolutely loads of stuff and I'm trying to also uh, share uh, compliance knowledge as well. Uh, so there is a section on a website on, uh, on compliance and different frameworks and um, trying to put out different tips every so often. I've got one on um, five tips to, to learn a security security framework fast. That's quite a good one. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm doing loads of stuff. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Yeah, this is, I really like how, um, like you said, you had five years for that uh, domain and, and you, transitioned in, you transitioned it to something very helpful for the community. And then that could be a great resource for anyone looking to get into the field. So I'll definitely uh, link that below in the show notes uh, so that any of our listeners... It's techsexscott.com. Yeah, techsec. So that's T-E-C-H-S-E-C-S-C-O-T.com. We'll be in the show notes as well. Yeah, and, you know, just rounding off, is there any advice you have for, you know, the listeners out there that, you know, are wanting to get into cybersecurity don't know what to do yet um and really want to transition into the field yeah certainly so uh the the best piece of advice i will give you if you haven't spent a few hours researching the 50 odd different opportunities that there are in cyber you should really do that if you think there are only two routes penetration testing or security analyst there's a whole world out there you need to look you need to find something within that um, the range of jobs that are out there, the, the different cyber career paths, and find the one that suits your personality and the experiences that you can draw on to add value the most to your initial job. Well said, well said. I couldn't agree more. Um, a, a lot of um, you know newcomers really believe that you either have to be a security analyst or a penetration tester when there's, again, 50-plus roles. And I believe NIST has uh, something called the NICE framework, where actually they actually list um, all the roles uh, in cybersecurity with the different specialty areas. And I, I agree with you wholeheartedly that, um, you know, newcomers should really look into the breadth of opportunities that there are in the field. Even like you alluded to, that a teacher can go into security awareness training. That is a an mm-hmm. amazing transition that, that and there's a, there's a solid case for that. Even with the hiring manager, I mean, I was a teacher. You know, I have, I have a... Yeah. Um, education in education, <laughs> so um, yeah, be, exactly. be a great fit. I mean, you don't even have to be a teacher. I was a bushcraft instructor. It's completely different. I was teaching people about plants and animals and building shelters in the, in the woods if you're cold. Um, so, if you've got ex- uh, experience of teaching a subject that, like, even if a hobby that you like, could be skateboarding, could be anything. If you're good at teaching it, you'd be good at teaching cybersecurity awareness. Excellent. Excellent. So it doesn't even have to be, you know, you're, you're in a school board. Uh, it can be any exactly. type of teaching experience. Yep. So very creative. Again, I, I really um, like how when, you know, you, you noticed that you didn't have any experience, you made your own experience and you leveraged that. That's an amazing story. And I'm sure our listeners very much. will be very interested to, to hear this episode. I'm so excited. Um, yeah. Thank you very much for your time today, Stuart. Uh, means a lot. I can't wait to release this episode and um, we'll, we'll talk soon. It's been great. Thank you. Right, cheers. Bye now. Cheers. Bye.